Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, we are back for week two on confrontations for those who hate confrontation. I don't know why we decided to start with the most difficult topic first. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit difficult. But we're going to talk about inappropriate behavior. That's right. And last week we talked about the issue of confrontation being something that we shy away from because it seems difficult or it seems uncomfortable, partly because of reactions. And here we are, we're taking on a person's personality <laughs> right at first, right? Right. And so our goal really is that these things happen and you're going to run into behavior that offends or is not appropriate and we need to be able to talk about it. So beginning, I just, we're, we're not even going to use the word confrontation very often because it is such a huge thing. What we need to be able to do is talk about it. So tell us, what are some of the things that you, we should remind ourselves about what role we play? If we're in a role that we are trying to take care of all of the people that work for us, what are our responsibilities? Well, if you're pointing to the leader, then you, you have a lot of responsibilities because you have to create a workplace culture that's safe for everyone involved. And so that's one form of confrontation that needs to take place is when a leader becomes aware of inappropriate behavior. That person has a responsibility to address it. But we also want people to be able to talk to their coworker, where you don't have the responsibility of making the workplace safe for others. And that's an important distinction, because if you're a coworker and you take on the responsibility of making the workplace safe for others, and you need to stop the offensive behavior on behalf of everyone else, that's not your role, and that's sure to go wrong. Then you will be resented, you will be resisted, not because the content of what you want to talk about is off, but because the role you've taken is inappropriate for making the confrontation. So that's the first thing you got to think about is, you know, from what perspective are you wanting to talk to this person? And if it's a coworker, what you want to do is you want to talk from your own perspective. So you don't want to protect anyone else. You want to protect the workplace. You don't want to take on the cause. You just want to say how their behavior is affecting you. So here you want to point to their behavior, not to them. You're, you don't want to say, oh, you're, you're such a horrible, insensitive person to post a calendar like that on your workspace. Chauvinist. Chauvinist. Okay, so that's going to go wrong, one, because you're not talking about the behavior that's offensive. You're calling them names and drawing conclusions about them. And anybody, everybody will resist that. So you've lost before you've started. So you want to talk about the calendar that's been posted And then all you want to give them, the information you want to give them is the impact it's having on you. So it's not your job to make sweeping moral judgments about how that's wrong to have. And, you know, as you mentioned, chauvinistic, even if those things might technically be accurate, you have a much greater chance of being heard if you just keep the communication to its effect on you. It offends me or hurts my feelings or it, whatever, and... I'd appreciate it if you took it down in our example of the calendar. Well, it seems often with inappropriate behavior that we tend to have a confrontation because we're angry about something. And that's when it just sort of blows up. Exactly. So you you pointed to it right there. And that's where the topic's not the topic. And that was our thing from last week is whatever the subject is has to stay the subject. So if you're angry, that's just not a good time to have a confrontation. You know, it's kind of have your anger separately with your friends who can hear you and blow off that steam with them. And then to talk with the person, go back and just be factual so that you're talking about the content and you don't end up resisting each other. 
And that's what happens in confrontations that go awry as people aren't talking, talking about the subject at all. They're reacting to each other. They're protecting themselves from each other. And there hasn't even been a fight yet. Well, it seems so you're saying it's okay to be angry. Just be angry somewhere else in a place that's more appropriate, either to your spouse, your significant other, your mom, your something that's else. Right. There's two goals here in the example you've given, just laid out there. One goal is that you might have is you need to express your anger. Well, it's not the person causing the problem is not the one who should help you meet that goal. You don't go express the anger on them. So it's valid to release that. It's valid to communicate it, but not on the person you want to have a conversation with. Because your goal with them should be to have the offending or the inappropriate behavior stop. So that's one way, that's a clue where you can kind of catch yourself. If you feel like you need to explode on the person and let them know how horrible it makes you feel, then your goal is not for the inappropriate behavior to stop. You're confessing to yourself, so to speak, that your goal is to vent your anger. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. So well, it seems like your anger cannot be the sole reason why you confront them. You really have to stop and think about what about their act, their inappropriate actions are legitimately something awkward or something that does not create a safe working environment. It's not because it makes you angry that it's offensive to you. You know, you get angry because you're their insensitivity. Now, from the perspective of the leader who is responsible for making for a safe and respect-filled workspace, then you've got a situation where you have more power than the other person and you're not really going to ask them to, you know, please change their behavior because of how it affects you. You're going to basically be telling them that that's not going to work for the kind of workplace that you guys have. And there you want to apply the same principles, but you want to be sure you're in that telling mode and not an asking mode so that it's not a, uh, an angry, you know, exertion of power. You're going to be fired if you don't, you know, growling. It's just very factual. You know, this is not the kind of workplace that we have here. And, you know, that example is you know, not acceptable here and understand why it's attractive to you and, but it's not going to be permissible. Just the facts, nothing else. See, what goes on with some of these um, situations is we have different definitions of what's appropriate and inappropriate and what one person enjoys in the way of humor, someone else, it may offend. What one person enjoys, you know, thinks is of good taste, someone else thinks is it's horrid. And so you can get into arguments forever about whether something's appropriate or not. And that's a dead end. Well, and as a, as a leader, you sort of have a responsibility to have people work together and work well together. And it doesn't matter whether it's justified. If it makes others feel uncomfortable, the point is to get everyone on common ground. So you already have that sort of, um, not excuse, but sort of justification for why you're doing something. I'm trying to create a work environment where everybody feels comfortable that makes people feel uncomfortable, therefore we will not do that. That's not, that doesn't mean you can't do that in your own time or you're just, you know, someone that, you know, you scream at and say you're this and this and that, you know, you need to cut it out. It's not a personal attack, it's just fact. It's just a fact. And the way you stated it, you stated it as a positive value. In this company, we're creating a space where everybody can come and be on 110% in every capacity. And we want to help each other be present in that way so that anything that detracts from that is not good for us. 
And so then instead of becoming this kind of police person that monitors a set of rules, you know, encoded somewhere by an impersonal human resources department, you know, the morality, the workplace morality police, you know, you don't stand a chance. And so that's why we're saying confrontation can be normal. It can be matter of fact, because what you're really doing is trying to create this positive thing. And that's what you're talking about, not how horrible the person was or you know, how unacceptable the focus isn't on the values. So let's go back and for our listeners who may have a hard time confronting inappropriate behavior, let's go back and just outline some steps that will take them through a confrontation. Okay, so the first thing you do is you find someone who's not involved in the situation who you trust and vent all your emotion on them. You know, how much it hurts your feelings or how offended you are or how... Uh, Just how inappropriate was the scandal of it? So you can be true to that part of yourself. That's legitimate. But it won't be constructive in talking to the offending person about it. Then in talking to the person, you want to talk to them from the perspective that you come from. So if you're a peer, you want to just talk about the effect their behavior is having on you. And in healthy teams and amongst primarily considerate people, a person won't want you to have that bad experience of what they're doing. And they will choose most of the time to stop the offending behavior if it's having that kind of negative effect on you. And you've empowered them to give you that gift because you've just given them the information instead of attacking them or calling them names like insensitive or chauvinist. or you know, So they aren't reacting to you. They're able to be present for you. And by keeping it ordinary and on topic, you two people, you two team members can actually most of the time make progress. Well, I guess I would add to that, be sure of the outcome that you want before Mm -hmm. you go into the conversation. Think about, well, what do I want? Well, chances are you're not going to be able to change that person entirely and what they do in their own private Mm. space is their own business. You can't take any ownership over that person's own life. But you can say, well, I would like if that calendar were taken down, or I would like it if you didn't make those kind of jokes, or I would like it if you did not use that kind of language or anything. So be sure of of the outcome that you want. Yeah, because it goes back to one of our other realities of the workplace that we've talked about is all we really have control over is our how we show up in the conversation. You cannot control the other person's response. So we're suggesting show up in a certain manner that frees them to respond generously rather than back them into a corner and so that they, like a panicked cat, you know, come out protecting themselves with their claws out. And that's very important. Well, join us next time as we discuss poor job performance. I'm sure it's something we come across quite often. Too often. Feel free to comment on our blog at boldenterprises.com. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 